Also, if you go hiking, please make sure somebody knows exactly where you're going. Also, like, I feel like people rely on like water fountains nearby. Really? Well, you shouldn't. Okay. So we've done everything other than Das, yes? Yes. Okay. So, what is Das? What? Word. No, application is actually a word, but das is not application. What? I mean, it has a good translation. Okay. So if you would please turn the tiny's, which you all have, because I've, I've repeatedly asked you to have tiny's in this class, to chapter three. I would like you to figure out what das is. Chapter three. Please tell me what das is. Fig trying to figure out what das is. But now, obviously, chapter 3 is back in the discussion of the godly soul, right? So you're going to see what das is in the godly soul, and then we're going to work from there. But if you could please find what das is. Knowledge? It literally says das, and in brackets, knowledge. Okay, that's the translator translating it, right? But what, what, that's the meaning, that's the literal translation of the word, right? But if that's all I wanted, I wouldn't have sent you to the chapter. So what does the chapter say? Attachment and unity. So what is das? Where does it say that? It's at the end, the last paragraph. Mm -hmm. Did you know? Application. No. That's wrong. It's very, very wrong. It's very wrong. Yes. Bringing it all together. No, das is attachment. That's what das is. Das is attachment. How do we know that das is attachment? But someone please tell me how does the Alter determine that das means attachment? Chapter 3. I understand, but where it says, does Dasa reference and vitality in the Mithras? Not there? Where? Well, you have to look for it. How does the Alter Rebbe know that Dasa means attachment? Because unless he binds his knowledge and fixes his soul eternal. That means the word Dasa means attachment? It speaks about the necessity of das. How do we know that das means attachment? The Alter says so, but how does the Alter derive that? He just waved his magic wand and says, You show me an attachment, and poof! means attachment. That's not exactly how it happened, right? How does the Alter look in the text, try and figure out where does, how does the Alter know that das means attachment? And then I'll give you a modern Hebrew lesson. Still in chapter three. Still in chapter three. Um, and Adam knew Eve implies attachment, and you mean that's right. Adam knew Chava. What does it mean? That, what does that mean? What is, the, what is the what is the verb knowing there implying? Like he took a class in Chava studies and now he like passed the test. They were connected. Like, they were intimate. No? Right. It meant they were intimate, right? So that means that there was a attachment and unity, right? So here we see that the verb ladat, ladas, 
right, or to make it a noun das, right, means to attach or connect. By the way, when you truly know something, you are attached and unified with it, which is a topic that we're not going to elaborate on at this moment. Really? Yeah, I think you know. What? Yes. No, no, that like, if you're attached to something, you, if you know something really well, then you're attached to it. Mm-hmm. You could know something really well and not be attached to it. Right? Well, then you wouldn't use the word das. The way chassidism, there's a kind of knowing which is in it. In other words, what we would call academic knowledge, yeah, what we would know. call academic knowledge does not qualify as das. Okay. Right. That's exactly the point the author was making. Now, in modern Hebrew, as in every language, words have connotation. So it's not enough to know the literal translation of a word, right? Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if I ask you in English, do you know where the bank is? Everyone knows what I mean, right? And so if I were to ask you um, in Hebrew, how would I say that? Do you know where the bank is? No, I wanted to ask you, do you know where the bank is? Yes. Right? And so the word yudea, no, right? Good. Okay. <laughs> the dati to my mind, to my knowledge, right? Okay, good, right? Now I ask okay, you. Um, if a, a firm person is a dati? No, that's that's with an out and an ayin. That's from the word dalad saf, das, which means religion. Uh-huh. By the way, das is a slur, just so you know. Okay. It's a slur. It's a slur. It's the same thing as saying. No, 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 no. The, what would be the English? The English equivalent of of das of das would be like. Um, there isn't really a good English. Interact, it's no, but it's, 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 no, it's, no. No, it's like saying a yari for a chasidisha. Yeah, that's what it's like. It's the same connotation, but it's, it's, it's a derogatory it's thing. It's really derogatory. Oh, really? It's really derogatory. It's like saying yari. It's derogatory. I think yari is worse. Well, that's because you're not in Israel. What well, do you think no, it's worse? Anyway. Exactly. Um. How do you say in Hebrew, do you know, um, let's, do, um, do you know the laws of Shabbos? How do you say that in Hebrew? Ha'im atayodea, do you know, right? Hilchot Shabbos, Hilchot Shabbat, right? The laws of Shabbos, good? Okay, seeing the pattern here, it's not so hard, right? Okay, how would you say, um, do you know my neighbor? Makir. Why do you have to say makir? All of a sudden we switched the word from Yudea to makir in Hebrew. In Hebrew. Right, in Hebrew. We, if you say... You know Yudea people. Why, do, why don't you Yudea people? Only makir. Why? I mean, no, that's really Why? Um, I would like you to refer to chapter 3 of Tanya. Because of that you're married to that? Something along those lines, right? <laughs> oh. Right. We, in English, we have this expression, knowing someone in the biblical sense. So if you use the verb yedeya in the context of two people, it doesn't mean, like, are you familiar with them? Okay? That's a very important thing to know, right? It's a big faux pas to say. I always say that like that. Right, it just marks you as somebody who doesn't speak Hebrew. No, why do they always know? Okay. Okay, so das means, das means attachment, connection. That's what it is. Okay. Um, so now, what is that? Now, what happens when you are attached to something? When you're attached to something, you experience it more. 
I'm gonna explain to you what I mean, okay? So, let's say somebody is upset, okay? There's something called empathy. You've heard of empathy? Yep. Yes? Empathy comes in two flavors. Did you know that empathy comes in two flavors? Yes. Comes in chocolate and vanilla, no. Okay, the first kind of empathy is called cognitive empathy. Does anyone know what cognitive empathy means? What? Yeah, I know about it. In other words, if someone's upset and I can tell they're upset, that's called? Cognitive empathy, right? It's also known by philosophers as mind reading, which is not as mystical as it sounds, right? For instance, when you chuckle, I can tell that you found something funny, right? That's called cognitive empathy or mind reading, right? I can tell what's going on in your psyche. Okay? Yeah. Make sense? Okay. Then there's something else which what most people call empathy, right? Which is going to be the generic empathy. And what does that mean? That when someone is upset, and not just that, and that you're not just aware that they're upset, appreciate they're upset, right? It resonates that they're upset, but you actually, you experience, you're, you're upset now. You're, 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 you're partaking of and experiencing their being upset, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. The difference? Okay. So what is the difference between, why is it that sometimes a person is, say, upset, and you're like, oh, I can understand they're upset, and it's like, but it, but it, doesn't, it doesn't affect me. And sometimes if someone's upset, and their being upset really affects me. Why would that be? Because I'm attached to them. So does that mean you cannot relate to them? Not, well, so this is, there's, 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 there is this interesting thing where you can do something what actors do, which is like, like they, they try and find something similar in their own experience to arouse a parallel experience. That's what I'm talking about. Um, I'm talking about, like, for instance, um, let's say you have a friend you really care about and they're going through something that you've never been through, right? But because you feel so attached to them, you feel so connected to them, right? Um, their difficulty has become part of your life and you experience that difficulty as part of your own life in some way. Right? Okay, so this, this idea of Das is this notion of attachment. And um, there's a famous pasuk, Yesif Das, Yesif Mechoy, which means if you increase in Das, you increase in pain. Why would that be if you increase in Das, you increase in pain? That's right. So people who want to live a pain-free life, what do they have to work on? Detaching. Yeah, 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 being detached. Yeah. Detach yourself from yourself. Well, so that's the thing is the more for now, for now, right. And the, the, let's just make people do this all the time. I give you a very simple example. Let's say you really want something, right? But there's a likelihood that the person you need to uh, co- need to cooperate with you will say no. So you, you make it, you try and get it that you don't really want it that much. So that if you get a no, it doesn't hurt that much, right? You've experienced that? Yeah, of course. Right, right. So, right, the more attached we are, the more viscerally, the more palpably we experience something. Okay? Also, by the way, the more... Isn't, it good? Isn't there an advantage to being attached? 
100%, which is why one of the chassidim of the Alter when he's asked, what did the Alter Rebbe achieve? What was the Alter Rebbe's whole point? What was the whole point of chassidus? The whole point of chassidus is that yesif das, yesif mechayev, but it's worth it. You increase in knowledge, you increase in attachment, and is that going to make your life more pleasant or more difficult? It'll make, it'll, make, it'll make it more difficult, but that difficult, it's more real, and therefore it's more worthwhile. And does that go borderline with the dependency? It does, but I want to stay away from that because that get, makes it more complicated than I want to get into. But it, 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 there's an interaction there, right? Somebody that values personal autonomy above all else is going to want to like really get rid of a lot of attachments, right? Because you are vulnerable to... Well, you would have to explain to me the difference between what those two things mean. Like, close means that, like, it's more than a connection. Like, it's like a lot of build-up of, like, over time and, like, connection. But, like, connection is, like, um, like, we live in the same, like, I don't know, we, know we're not, we don't have known each other forever, but, like, we both, like, share the same interest in dancing, for example, like. So, uh, so I, 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 I want to answer your question because the, from the question, uh, it, it tells me that you don't really get the idea fully, which is fine because I haven't fully explained it yet. We have different powers, different abilities. One of the powers, right, as we have, right, one set of powers we have is called the seichel, the intellect, right, which is the way to be, become aware of what's beyond ourselves, right? Okay, there's the chachma, we spoke about chachma, right? We spoke about bina. What Das is also part of the Seichel, but Das is that ability to attach yourself to something. By attaching yourself to something, the effect is that it becomes very real to you. And if it's very real to you, will it affect you emotionally? Yes. Yes. Will you have a more nuanced appreciation of it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So for instance, um, people often say Das is application because if you're really attached to something, it's very real to you. If it's very real to you, do you have a better sense of how to deal with it than if it's just in theory, just in the abstract? Yeah, right? So Das enables you to apply things, but Das is an application. So now, there are people who are really, really intellectually gifted in the sense they can analyze things very well, right? So their bean is like really supercharged. There are people who are very open and creative and right, clever, right? They're chachmas, right? And, that the, and one, to a certain extent, is independent of the other, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there are people who can never come up with anything on their own, but if you give them something, they can develop it. And there are people that are really lousy at developing things, right? Mm -hmm. Conceptually. So what does it mean that someone is gifted with das? What would that mean if you had a person who was gifted with das? Before we get into the das of the god, we saw animals, so what do we mean that they're gifted with das? Uh, Yes, yes. Yeah. Just like you be get then, you be some. Right. Remember, we spoke about this that different traits come in you're different good degrees. At taking what? You're good at what? Good at attaching yourself. At what? At attaching. At yourself. attaching yourself. So communicating. No, no. So, for instance, what would be an example? What would be what would be an example of a person who's really strong with das? So you ever hear the people say that they spoke to their rabbi and they felt. Like when they spoke to the Rebbe, like the Rebbe was paying attention to only them, like as far as the Rebbe was concerned, the only person in the world that existed in a genuine way was them. What's that? 
what that the Rebbe had given him is full. It was fully attached. Like right now I'm talking to you. And that means like you, you, a person created by God, fully there. That's real. Like everything else. Right? And then there are people, right? Like no matter what's going on, their mind is always in a million other places. Okay? So Das, right? So you, you, you said about how long you've known somebody and stuff. The, if something takes you a longer time to understand, that means you're smarter or less smart. No. If you use two people, one person understands it, starting point is they don't understand. One person understands it after five minutes, the other person understands it after five hours. Who's smarter? Five minutes. Five minutes. Me. Assuming the unequal level of understanding is equal, right? I'm not saying, we understand for five minutes, but you don't understand it very well, that doesn't count, right? They achieve the same level of understanding. One takes five minutes, one takes... Okay. Yeah? Somebody has brilliant ideas once a day. Someone has brilliant ideas once a lifetime. Who's more creative? Who's more open-minded? That makes sense? Somebody who, somebody who can, who's genuinely attached to the reality that this is a person after just meeting them or someone that takes five years of interaction? Who has more DOS? The one person. Right? So yeah, a lot of times for us to have DOS in someone else as a person, it means we have to interact with them repeatedly over a period of time, which means we need other things to keep us interacting, right? Because we don't yet... We don't yet attach them as a person. So maybe mutual interests, we bump into each other repeatedly, and slowly over time we start to relate to them as an actual person in the world. Like there's a person with a, you know, a life. And as that, we start to feel towards them in a different way than just another face. And some people are gifted and they can do that very quickly, right? Does this make sense? So there's this other thing which is to attach yourself to the reality that's beyond yourself. Not to become aware of it, not to make sense of it, but to actually have a, ha, actually attach yourself. And the result is that it feels very real. So, for instance, little children do not have das in money. Now, what does that mean? They're not aware of money? They're not attached to money. They're not attached to money. What does it mean they're not attached to money? I have little kids. They love getting money. They don't understand They don't understand? They're stupid? They're like, I don't know. Like, they go to bank and well, they don't know. They don't use the money. Their parents use the money. Like, what, do what don't little kids get about money? The value. No. Where it came from. The value. Or where it comes. There's two things. What do little children not get? In a little child's mind, you know, uh, ten. What's ten dollars in the mind of a child? Nothing. Everything. They don't understand. Ten. Same as hundred. Same as one. No, that's that's an infant. I'm not talking about. Take a take a ten year old. What does ten dollars to a ten year old? Take a bite. A candy bar. A candy bar. Yeah. Right. Now, let me ask you a question, right? How do you get $10? One hour Right. It involves work, right? It involves work, right? It involves work, right? Right. And so that money represents time and effort, right? And it get and money, right? And money means, right, not just getting a... Right? Little children... The way they view money is like it's a it's like it's a it's like a little present. Money magically shows up and you get it like as rewarded for behaving nicely, or for like doing something not good, or maybe even putting a little bit of effort. But what you're getting and what you're 
what you're getting monetarily is not proportional to the actual value of the work that you do. And then what's the money for is for like little extras here and there, right? But that's not really what money is. Money is literally your time and energy of your very life, right? Represented. It's so horrible. Represented in a certain amount that you can then exchange for other things that you generally need to get through life, right? Right. So like, it's just funny. Like, I have smart kids, and like the idea, like, we actually have to pay a mortgage, and the electricity costs money, and like the gas bill, and like. You know, I come to teach in the yeshiva, and that's how like, we have a stable life. Like, that doesn't sink in, but it is sunk in Did by the time you're an adult. What? Did you try explaining that to them? No, because it's not really, like, it's not, you know, it, that's the nature, that's, it's, it has to do with the level of the development of the mind. Right. But by an adult, that is hopefully sunk in, right? So the idea of, like, not having money takes on very scary notions to an adult, Right? And the notion of like having money and what that enables you to do can be a very powerful motivator in a way that just isn't for a child. Like if you tell a child, well, I'll give you some more money, like it kind of depends on like how much the child wants the candy bar or the bicycle, right? If you tell an adult that you'll get money, that's a whole different thing. You see what I'm saying? That there's a way of relating to the reality that you, you're, 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 at, you're, you're attached and because you're attached, you, you, it, it, it its reality impacts you. And that is, by the way, that is one of the key elements of the seichel. In fact, so much so that one can make an argument that from the perspective of chassidus, when we say seichel, the main part of seichel is not how wise or brilliant you are. It's not how analytical you are. How well you can use logic. It's how good are you at attaching yourself to something that's outside and having it really sink in, this is real. And, and because you're attached and you therefore sense it's real, it impacts you. In which case, from the perspective of Chassidus, the most unsacled person would be like an academic. Because what does an academic do? They spend all their time learning about something, but with a sense of detachment. Does this make sense? With a sense of detachment. Who? Academics. Yeah? Okay. So what would it mean to have das in Hashem? You're attached to Hashem. And if you're attached to Hashem, Hashem starts to seem more. Real. And if Hashem starts to seem more real to you, that affects you. Yeah. And you have love of Hashem, a fear of Hashem, and everything else in comparison seems to be less. Right? Yeah. For instance, once, I'll give you an example. Um, you remember that transition that occurred between being a child and being a teenager when your social status became more real than the toys that you had, yeah. right? No. You ever you don't remember that happening? And it might not have been a moment, but look, look back when you're seven, right? Mm-hmm. Like, birthday parties are basically opportunities to do fun games and have presents. And if you're a teenager, right, that's not really what you know parties are, right? right? There's something that changes that s- the social reality you become much more attached to and becomes much more real, and therefore it impacts your more emotions, right? And now try making a teenager feel good because they feel like they like, don't have a place in, their, in the social group at school by giving them toys. Even, even teenage-worthy toys, right? Does it work? Yeah. No. Could it work on a seven-year-old? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Although, to be fair, you're just suppressing a deeper part of themselves that way, so I don't know if it's, an, it's a good idea, but it, but it would work. Yeah? yeah? Okay. So now, what is, what is das in the godly soul? Das is the power of the godly soul that adds to, to what? 
to attach itself. And as a result, Hashem is very real to the godly soul. What could be the negative? Of Das? Yeah. Oh, with the negative in terms of the animal soul? Yeah. What would be... Sorry. Yeah. No, it's a, by the way, that could be quite painful. Like, for instance, if you really... Is that a negative? It's not a negative. It just has a cost. I'll give you... Uh, it can't be, like, too dependent to other things, of being attached yourself to things that aren't holy? Yeah. Like that's the animal soul, soul part of it? Well, no, the animal soul is a little bit deeper. Okay. Um, what would be the difference between Chachma, where Hashem is real to you, and Das, where Hashem is real to you? Okay. Chachma is that, you can, is that it's clear that Hashem is real. You're open to the reality. It's obviously true. But why is it not one second, one second, one second. Yeah. Obviously true is a statement about it, not a statement about that has no impact on me. Das, that was it. Das, das means I'm attached, and because I'm attached, it becomes real to me. Real to me means that it impacts me. Das does not tolerate inconsistency. I'll give you an example. Have you ever noticed that when you do something wrong, it's more comfortable not to think about it? Yeah. Why? It's something that psychologists call cognitive dissonance. What is cognitive dissonance? That we cannot have inconsistent das. That's how you put it in chassidus. Das does not tolerate inconsistency. So if I'm really attached to a notion of myself as a good person, I can't like face the fact that I do something wrong because now that's inconsistent, right? Okay. Now. Can you, in Chachma, can Chachma tolerate inconsistency? Well, think about it. When you discover something new, something that, that goes, that, that goes um, when you're open to, to, to something beyond, right? Well, obviously, whatever is beyond, it'll be inconsistent with what you previously thought, right? That's what makes it new. Chachma is very tolerant of inconsistency, right? This is why Chachma and Emunah are related. Emunah is like a very shallow form of Chachma. There's an awareness of something is being true. Okay, it's true. How does it else? I don't know. Does it seem inconsistent? Sure, it seems inconsistent. It doesn't stop being true because it's inconsistent. What's it? The, the truth is inconsistent? It seems, it could seem that way. For instance, what? For instance, is it true that, I'll just give some facts. Yeah. Is it true that Hashem is the only thing that exists? Yeah. Is that seeming inconsistent with the way we experience the world? Yeah. Is that an obstacle for Chachma? I guess. No. No. Is it an obstacle for Das? Yes. yes. So what does Das do in a case like that? Das requires some either, it needs to confront that, that, that conflict, that dissonance, and resolve it somehow by figuring out how maybe one of those two things isn't what it's purporting to be. Maybe the world's existence really isn't the way it seems, and maybe it really is consistent with the notion that Hashem... That Das, das has an integrity to it. Das has a, an obsession that... that and it has a something that's also something that you can force into yourself. It's there's a, there's an you can force. Chachma is very different. Chachma is you're 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 so open and you're so receptive that the way everything is, whatever it is, that's the way it is. So if I believe in things and don't actually see it when it comes to kedusha, that is a lack of das. If you see, if you believe things don't act that way, if you believe things don't feel that way, it's all a lack of, right? One of the annoying so things that happens um, that has annoyed me in life is that people come to me after learning 
did we have chassidus? No, come and tell me no. I think I figured out my problem. And um, I say yes. And what's, what's your problem? He's like, my problem is with das. I'm like, real? I don't say this. Really? Like, that's the only thing you have. Like, the only problem that anybody ever has really is with if you have das, you'll work everything else out, right? And if you have everything else with no das, then as Alterbeck concludes chapter three, nothing's real. It's all a fantasy game. Is that why you put it at the end? That's right. It all, like everything else, like everything else is, 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 uh, is a shell without Das. Okay. And here's the great thing about Wait, Das. Everything else is a shell without Everything Das. Everything that you learn, if it's not, if you don't become attached to it. Yeah, then it's, it's all meaningless. like, on a certain level, yeah. It's just like floating. Yeah. Like nice knowledge. Yeah, like you're aware, it's true, and it makes sense. Yeah, and I can fool myself into the fact that I really love it. And I can even, you know, when, it's, when I have enough ulterior motives to get my behavior to comply, I might even like act accordingly. But deep down, it's over there, and I'm like, it's not real to me. Or, and if I do have DOS, and it doesn't make sense, I'll figure out how to make it make sense, because it's real. I gotta figure it out, right? But like, what if someone says like, I'm just saying it's a universal, das is the universal struggle. But now here's... Do you think it's a bigger struggle in our generation, or it's because this world is so messed? No, I don't think it's a bigger struggle in our generation. I think it's different, but it's not bigger. It's a bigger disconnect in our generation. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that's true. Right? I'm saying especially in the era of das, and the idea of like attaching it. I don't know like, that's A true. lot of people like... Ooh, feel this and feel a lot and not necessarily always do. Yeah, but I, I want to point something out. That nostalgia is great when it's instructive. Thinking that things used to be better. One of the things that you noticeably don't find in the Rebbe Sichas is a lot of nostalgia. It used to be wonderful. It used to be that people were like, the Rebbe doesn't speak like that. Why? Because on a certain level, it's just not true. Now, it, if, if, if looking at previous things it, you find illuminating and instructive, which is how the previous Rebbe often describes things, then that's fine. That's wonderful, the right? The Friedrich used to say that? The Friedrich used to go yeah. speak about how wonderful things used to be. Okay. But that was basically to give you a description of what we should strive for, right? right. But the idea that... Well, what used to, What? What time? The Yeah. But like, I don't know. Is you, like, like, anybody do this way. There's a pasuk which I don't remember off the top of my head. that Shlomo said basically it says don't 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 ask for earlier times because that's not a sign of wisdom. <laughs> you know the Gemara says you you you've heard of Moshe Rabbeinu? Yeah, things were pretty good in Moshe Rabbeinu's time, right? So you know that Moshe Rabbeinu like had a whole falling out with the Jewish people. You've heard about that stuff happening, right? So they did the golden calf. And Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't upset, and he and he made his tent all by himself, right? So the Gemara says, so what do you think happened like Moshe Rabbeinu when he like made his tent separate from the Jewish people. Like, what was the, you know, anybody who wanted to, to, to connect to Hashem had to travel outside the camp to go to Moshe. Like, what do you, how do you think the Jewish people related to that? Right, these are the people who left Egypt. They saw the miracles, right? right? They'd seen the divine punishments, all that stuff, right? Like, what was, the, what, was the, what was the attitude that people had towards Moshe? So, you know, like, remember we spoke about Lashon Hara? 
So the Gemara says that uh, men would tell their wives, you shouldn't go to Moshe. He's a shady guy. I don't know what he might do. Like, that's how people would speak about Moshe sometimes. Really? Yeah. Does that mean it's true there's a explanation? What it means is that Why in every... That? Because people are people. People are nasty. And people can be nasty. And people can to be rude. Moshe to Moshe Rabbeinu. Yeah, people's like, well, whack before when the Rebbe was here was all different. Yeah, there was one time there was a Sikha. The Rebbe was saying a Sikha on Simchus Torah. People are nasty and rude. The Rebbe was saying a Sikha on Simchus Torah. And the Sikhler was explaining how Moshe Rabbeinu was willing to give up his whole existence for the Jewish people. And that's how the Torah ends, about the idea that he broke the luchos, and wonderful thing. And the Rebbe was literally crying. It happened to be that it was the seventh game of the World Series. And I don't know if you know how the Fabrengans were, but they had these like bleachers set up with tables on top of tables so that people could... And in the back, on the other side, right, there were like a bunch of guys hanging out waiting for the non-Jewish janitor to give them updates as to the was happening in the World Series. No way. Why? 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 Why am I telling you this? So you should feel depressed? No, just like, like this idea, oh, once upon a time everything was wonderful. There's not once upon a time everything was wonderful, right? Once upon a time there was a gar- the Garden of Eden, right? And we all know how that one turned out. Okay? Like, so is it, it's different. There are, there are things that were eaten. How do you know that? From people who were there. Who told me the story. Yeah, like, you can ask people who are there who are not interested in yelling the propaganda. That there were people who are like hanging on every word of the rabbi. There were people who are not interested. Like, it, like just like life is now, people are people. Really? People are people. Everyone says that this generation is more modern. Although I think every generation had struggles, which is different from generations. That's generation. okay. Right, but when people say, "Is das easier? Is being attached right. to Hashem?" Heart easier than previous and harder now? No. It's different. No. It's different. It's definitely different. I don't think most of the Lavitch was like. Do I think most of the Lavitch? There's a place where it says that the Tzemach Zedeks had hundreds of thousands of Chassidim. Did you know that? Now, if you open up a book and read about the great Chassidim of the Alter Rebbe of the, of the Tzemach Tzedek and you count them, how many think you're going to get? Ten. I don't know, maybe more than ten. Maybe we can name 30, 40. Mm-hmm. So what, where, where, are these, where, are these, where are these 100,000 Chassidim? Oh, it's very simple. Because the Tzemach Tzedek was recognized as the, as, the, as the de facto leader of the Hasidically inclined segment of Russian Jewry, which was about half of Russian Jewry. So in some nominal sense, half of Russian Jewry considered the Tzemach Tzedek to be... Okay, right? That means they were all big servants of God. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, there's, there's a requirement like a person like has a little bit of maturity about these things. Okay. Now, getting back to the discussion. Um, so, what would das in, of the animal soul be? What do you attach to? Yourself. Yourself. You're attached to yourself. Do you know what I mean? That you're attached to yourself? No, that's too. No. Let me give you an example. Okay. It's all about you. No. No. That that's all about you is the chachma of the animal soul, right? That's the thing is you're attached to yourself. Well, what does it mean you're attached to yourself? So. What your self is really real to you because you're really attached to yourself, so it's really real to you. So, for instance. I'm going to explain. 
Imagine that you're a surgeon and you're having, you're, you're doing an operation, right? Yeah. And the nurse, you, you, the, 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 the nurse, you ask the nurse, you know, scalpel, right? And the nurse makes one of those like, uh, like, you know, like, one of those kind of like, like, begrudgingly hands it to you, like they're annoyed with you. What happens after that? You're in the middle of a surgery, right? And you ask, you say scalpel, right? Instead of just professionally handing you a scalpel, they like, they, they, they kind of like exasperate, blow out their breath, roll their eyes, and hand you the scalpel. Well, you're in the middle of the surgery, so Really? That's what's going to happen? I would say most surgeons are in the middle of the surgery, so it's like it doesn't even fully register. Right? You're, you're doing something. But on the other hand, it could really register, and then what happens? And now where is his mind? On what she said and how she's annoying. I like how we all assumed that the nurse was a woman. I didn't say the nurse was a woman. You said the nurse was a woman. I didn't say that the doctor was a man either. I one second, one second. So this is this is so this is this is the issue, right? Is that anybody think otherwise? I thought the doctor. I thought they were both women. There you go. The point is, the point, the point is, the point is, right? So the doctor starts like inside. The doctor is like just that starts cluttering up what's going on, right? It really bothers them, right? And because it really bothers them, how's the, how, how attentive are they to the surgery? No, it can't be. Right. Right? You ever had that experience? Probably not with surgery. I was going to say, I hope not with surgery. But have you ever had that experience? Like you're involved in something yeah. and somebody does something which is annoying and like it really doesn't register because you're really involved in whatever you're doing. Right. And then sometimes... It registers. Yeah. And then you stop and you punch them. Well, that could be the result, right, of das. Okay. So what's das? Das is really attached to yourself. So what do you experience as real? Yourself. yourself and things direct influence on you. How long can you go without eating? And I don't mean like physically before you die. I mean, I mean with, with being just okay with not eating. Like you're like... Like four hours? Five hours? Well, I think that depends. I think that depends on... It depends on how much das you have in yourself. After all, have you ever been really involved in something other than yourself and gone extended periods of time without eating? Yeah, when I'm distracted. Like I'm That's working. right. You're distracted. I'm really working on something, a project that has a deadline. That's right. No, I so, never forget to eat. You don't, you don't even think about it. I, I'm not happy. I ever forgot to eat. Okay. Okay. I was like, oh, I haven't eaten So, so... Das, das means that you experiencing yourself and then everything else maybe distracts you from yourself, but isn't, right? But you're, you're really attached to yourself and so you experience everything as it, is effect, as it relates to you. And by the way, when do people get really offended when people are really insulting to them? When it's real. When it's true. And mm, what, do you have to, what, do, what do you have to have in order to be really offended? You have to be you have to have das in yourself. You have to be attached. You have to be feeling. You have to be attached to yourself. No, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah, you'd be offended. You walk down the street. If you walk down the street, yeah, and somebody, right, and some you overhear that somebody insulted somebody else. Does it bother you? No. 
But if they insult you, does it bother you? Setting everything equal. Setting everything equal. That's not the point. I don't like keep whenever I give you an example and I contrast one variable to another, just everything else has to stay the same. Otherwise you don't hear the other point. If someone insults someone else, does it bother you? No. If they insult you, it bothers you? Yes. Because it can't bother me though if they insult somebody that I care Oh, because you're attached. So whether you're offended is a result of them being the, the, their dignity being real, and their dignity being real is because you're attached to them, and so you're only insulted because you're attached to. I, I kind of disagree. So. I get like if, if there's a really overweight person on the street, and I see someone come by and they're like, "Oh, you're fat." I'm like that. That offends me. I feel bad for them. Uh, well, if they I, come over to me and they're like, "You're so so fat. You're like a whale," I'm gonna be like, "Okay, cool, good for you." Okay, but should I should I just <laughs> leave that comment as, or do you want me to? Uh, how about we say you say I'm really tall? What? Don't use a fat comment. No, I don't use a fat comment. I just want. Do you want me to re respond to what you said, or do you want me yeah. to move on? Yeah. Okay. The thing is like this: many of us have something we call have a self conception, and through that we extend what we're attached to. So, for instance, many of us have a self conception of being upright and moral and whatever. Yeah. And there are certain things that we built into that. So, for instance, um. Let's use the example you get, right? The idea of, of, of making fun of someone because of something to do with their body, right? Well, so what that has to do is like, I'm a moral person. I really attach the fact that I'm a moral person. And I, there's a certain kind of morality and immorality that's really built into that sense of what I am. And then I see that happening. It's like, it's like that's personally affronting to me, mm -hmm. right? But it's all built off of this das in yourself. Now, I'm not saying, and here's the thing, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing in the sense of like, it's like cruelty. Yeah. What I'm saying is that the, 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 what das of the animal soul means is that I am attached to myself and therefore the more something is directly relates to me, the more vividly I experience it. And the more remote it is from me, the less vividly I experience it. And by the way, that fluctuates, by the way, over time, right? For instance, when I'm really involved in something that's very remote from me, right, just requires my attention and focus, that distracts me from my natural das. Okay? Now, so what is the das of the, of the godly? So the das of the godly soul is that I am really attached to Hashem, so Hashem, and whatever I know or am aware of Hashem, is very real and vivid to me, right? And therefore affects me profoundly. And what's the das of the animals I'm very attached to? Myself. And therefore, what's closer to me in whatever way, shape, or form I experience more concretely, more vividly, and affects me. So, have you ever, have you ever noticed that like some people assume that when you're, they're talking, they hear other people talking, that they're talking about them? Yes. Why would that be? Are they, that, are they that stupid no, that they insecure. really think that every time people talk, they're talking about them? It's not insecurity. It's because they're because they're talking about them. I think it's because they're thinking they're talking about themselves. I think it's clearly they're gonna have a reason for you to talk about the person's gonna have a reason for them to talk about them. No, not talking about me. I'm saying like you can say like what if they if you're thinking that they're talking about you, then you clearly have something to talk about. Yeah, insecurity. Why do you say it's insecurity? Because if I'm 
talking to Sarah, and then Missy's like, oh, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, nothing, we're talking about class. And you're like, no, you're not, you're talking about me, I know you're talking about me. Because why, well, why, why am I saying that? Because clearly you haven't you're talked about it. No, but I'm asking you, why do you think it's insecurity? Because it comes from a place of like, you feel not comfortable with something in yourself. That's why we're saying the same thing. Why? Why? It's not true. I, I'll tell you, like, I'm, like, I'm, I, I would like to think of myself as a pretty decent teacher. In fact, I'm pretty secure in my, my teaching ability. Yeah. Um, I'm insecure about certain things. That's not one of the things I'm insecure about. Yeah. Um, I'll be very honest with you. Like, if after I've given a class and I walk past and I hear people talking, and if I hear snippet of conversation that's remotely plausible that it's about the class I just gave, my mind automatically assumes... We're you. Is that because I'm insecure? It's not because I'm insecure. Insecurity could be a form of this. Mm-hmm. It's a very common form of it. Well, when you think someone's gossiping about you. I didn't say gossiping. It's because what's the thing that's most real to me? Mm. Yourself. Because I'm very attached to myself. And therefore, every time something, right, you always tend to err on the side that has more to do with you. Now, obviously, if something is obviously nothing to do with you, right, that, 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 that's, a, that's a problem just not being reasonable. Can I ask a dumb question? Yeah. Are we so attached to ourselves because we are ourselves? Or because, like... We're like obsessed with these, ourselves, or because we like ourselves. We are we are because we have a something called das of klipa, and das of klipa means the power to be attached to anything that will keep you from being attached to Hashem. So people who are like depressed and not happy so with themselves, crazy. do they not have that? They do have that. We find everything, but, like, but we don't like themselves. Also, that you could be. They're still attached. You, you want, <laughs> Right, that's what I want you to get is that all these things of the animal soul, like like your godly soul is like, like I, I'm so attached to Hashem, that makes Hashem so real to me, and the animal soul is like, no, 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 no. What, what can we, but, no, you're real, so you're, like, the animal it's, soul is being like a gate to her, not just a natural uh, It's an impurity. That's it, true. It, I'm saying, do you get that? It's not just, I feel that now, like, it's not just like Hashem is contracted and we can't see him in this world. He's like trying us to like fight over to find him. Right. In other words, in other words, you 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 were used to this idea that there's like this kind of klipa that's power of kaza. Yeah. And now I'm explaining to you how how like at, at its core the animal soul, which is klipa snoga, is not power of. It's or quite evil. Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah. How do you detach yourself from yourself? Um. As a Jew. Yeah. Well. Well, as actually as a just a normal person. You can't. As a Jew. You try to attach yourself to Hashem because you have a godly soul, right? In other words, as a person, you can't. Whatever you're doing is really just another more convoluted way of being attached to yourself. Now, it could be ultimately a very lofty moral way of being attached to yourself, right? Yeah. But so it's nonetheless... I know. Is this attaching yourself to yourself the same as that? attaching yourself to something not good or... No, no, it could be anything. Like, for instance, I mean, frankly, I mean, you know, when my wife's in a bad mood, it matters much more to me than if you're in a bad mood. I don't know if that's a wrong thing. That's because she's my wife, right? Uh, <laughs> Perfect sense, right? Is that is that is that, is now that's that is that is that is that the is that is that the das? Now, again, this is where we have to be careful. That das is not, it's not evil in the conventional sense of evil. Right. But it definitely has made me, right? It, that kind of an experience of reality prevents you from being attached to the reality of Hashem. Now, 
Yeah. To be fair, to be fair, there's the, 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 right, Hashem is manifest in all sorts of things, especially in another Jew, right? So if you're really attached to Hashem, you're also going to be really attached to other Jews, right? Yeah. Right? Okay, so in other words, it's not the idea of Hashem versus people. That's like a, mis, that's a way of misreading it. It's what is the link that links me to whatever else is going on in the animal soul, it's because somehow that reflects back on myself and the godly soul because somehow that reflects back on Hashem. Mm -hmm. And so without Das, without Das, you know, you know what the worst thing is when you don't really have much Das at all, right? There's people that don't have much Das at all. Have you ever encountered people that have no no real Das? They're cold, they're indifferent. Life is just like floating from one distraction to the next. Like nothing really like, there's nothing that like makes them tick and turn on and like, like nothing, nothing is real. Everything is what just is, like. What about a person that refuses to attach themselves? Is it the same as that refuses to attach themselves to like Hashem and other people? Like certain things? I want to be careful that that this is the area where Hasidus blends into mental illness, right? You can see. And I don't want to go into that realm. So I'm going to leave that at that. You mentioned earlier that somebody who detaches himself from attachment so they don't suffer pain, they would be doing Klippa. If you're trying to avoid attaching yourself to people to avoid the pain of attachment, then it's about them. Yeah. So they're not really detaching themselves from themselves. No. They, right. They, 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 right. There's a kind of egotism that's found in spirituality, which is like if I can if I can get all of my if I can get all of my needs met by being totally inward, then I'm not vulnerable to anything else around me, and then I can be at like some kind of inner peace. So, but really, the core of that is just attachment to yourself. There's a big criticism of a lot of Eastern religions in that. <laughs> yes? When, when I don't think betrayer, like... When what? Me, when I think of, like, or when you read about, like, great chassidim that were, like, in a sense, detached from this world, like... There were no chassidim that were detached from this world. Yeah, when you read about chassidim that, like, weren't... Down to earth. The most, no, not down to earth, but like, weren't the way we would describe, let's say, a relationship between a husband and a wife, or like the most, I don't know, like, this, like, like they weren't present in a way of like, I don't know if I would say family life, or if I would say physical life, but like, is that because their DOS and Kedusha was so strong? Um, or is that not a contradiction? So here's the thing, here's the thing. It was because their das and kedusha was very strong. Now, the thing we have to remember is that godliness is itself somewhat complicated. Okay. So, for instance, if I have a lot of das, let's use use example. Let's say I have a lot of das in being healthy, like myself, and I want to be healthy, right? But can I make some really bad decisions because, like, health is a little more nuanced than complicated? Yeah. Right. So. And also things go through different stages, right? And I might not realize that like stages have changed. So 
one of the things that the great Hasidim struggled with is not necessarily is 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 not necessarily are they have das in Hashem and therefore Hashem is real, but the nuances and complexities that arise from that. Do you think it was a struggle? Do you think it was wrong with the audience? Sometimes yes, and sometimes no. That's what makes it complicated. Okay, so I'll, so 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 I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you an I'm gonna give you an example. Okay. Um. I don't think this story should be on the. <laughs> How do I? 